This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. The Gospel of John, chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 12 of the book of John, and we pick it up again. Therefore, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus goes on here to speak one of the most profound statements he ever spoke. Embracing his deity, he claims the I am of the God of Moses, the I am of my Redeemer. He says he is the light of the world, not a light, but the light. It's a dark world out there today. I have found that Jesus is the only light out there. And the choice is ours whether we want to live in that light or stumble along in the darkness with everyone else. It's not just a matter of seeing the path before us, but seeing the life in front of us. At this point in history, Christ has been attacked and attacked repeatedly by the Pharisees and the scribes. The Pharisees were the legalistic set of Judaism. They prided themselves on keeping the law and doing all the rituals. The scribes were the ones who copied and taught and interpreted the law. Now, these two religious groups ironically never liked each other much, but faced with this common enemy, they have now joined forces against this Jesus. They were at odds with Jesus from the very start because he taught contrary to them and even went so far as to expose them before the people. And in doing so, he showed their complete incompetency. He embarrassed them many times, revealing their hypocrisy and their ignorance. Jesus hearing was making a bold declaration, an emphatic promise, one that could, if it were not true, literally sink him in any clout that he might have had. Such is the situation that exists even today. Either a follower and disciple has spiritual illumination of the road before him, or he does not, and Jesus therefore is made a fraud and a liar. There is little doubt today that we indeed live in a dark world. If we were to be truthfully, uh, and we were to stand back and view it all, we would readily acknowledge a spiritual that has sadly settled upon this world at large. Now certainly that is to be expected, but such has also seemingly fallen upon much of the broader church. Matthew 24, 37-39 says this, As the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in those days which were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ship. And they didn't know until the flood came and took them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. This darkness, at times, almost seems to cling to us like sweat. Our passions, our lusts, they all tend to consume our very being. Our appetites, they cause us to seek the good life where no good life is to be had. Satan... Well, he has always been good at making promises, yet so very slow to deliver. John MacArthur says, I think that darkness seems darker today, and people seem to be fleeing the darkness 
yet they run right into the deeper darkness from the darkness of sorrow and the darkness of sin and the darkness of hopelessness and the darkness of purposelessness and the darkness of loneliness and the darkness of separation and all of these things only to plunge into the darker darkness of sex and drugs and alcohol, spirit worship, demon worship, devil worship, and the ultimate darkness of suicide, the final escape, which is, is an escape into eternal darkness. Now this all reflects a deep problem within what we commonly call the church. And there is such a real lack of peace and joy within so very many people who call themselves believers today and that is no doubt because while they still believe, they have stopped short of following. And, and why would they do that? Because as Jesus sin said, men love the darkness rather than the light, for their works were evil. The word men refers to all of mankind, the redeemed and the lost. In the darkness, we can continue to indulge the fleshly pleasures of this world and we think we can't be seen. Yes, we want God's care and we want his blessing. But in truth, only as much as it makes this life easier and more comfortable. And of course, we want to avoid that whole hell thing. But on a practical level, these motivations are ill-conceived and they only express a poor heart towards God. Sadly, many of us today are indeed just stumbling around in the darkness. But how can this be? Are we not truly saved? Have we not only feigned our rebirth and are now just living in a mere fallacy, just self-delusion? Well, perhaps. That is certainly a very real and crucial consideration and one that we should not quickly dismiss. But perhaps it's rather because we want Jesus, we just don't want his life. It's the living of Jesus that makes the difference. And frankly, so very many believers will never know it. My heart breaks today as I have now lived long enough to see so many professed believers walk away from the church, away from the greater fellowship of Christian family, and finally succumbing to their flesh after years of walking alone. It's a paradox. We hate the darkness, yet we still look to it for comfort, like an old familiar blanket, like Linus of Peanuts fame dragging that blanket of comfort and familiarity everywhere we go. Marriages and families are breaking apart all around us, and many who are staying together are hardly portraying, well, quote, Christ's relationship with the church, end quote. Oh, some of us stay married, but are we passionately in love? Families putting God in last place in the household? Sports and extracurricular school activities remain the highest youth priorities, well, God takes the back seat. There is sexual and emotional infidelity among both those single and those married. Financial indebtedness as we stockpile possessions and God gets to lose change if there is any left. We give time to every earthly pursuit, hobby and pleasure. We struggle to find time to serve the kingdom. We cheat our brothers, lie to our employers, all the while stopping in church, well, occasionally on Sundays to sort of, well, reboot. We chase the world and all of its amenities. We daily place other gods before him. Now, I know what you might be thinking. My, my pastor, aren't we extra cynical today? 
well, no, not cynical, but perhaps discouraged. Not to mention just simply sad. Because, gang, we're supposed to be different. I stand this day simply unable to get past the verse Matthew 7:14 that says, How narrow is the gate and the way is restricted that lead to life, and there are few who find it. Let us read this textual promise carefully. Jesus promises the light of life, not to the believer, but the follower. Believe in me and you shall be saved. Follow me and you will be able to see where you're going from there. Such goes without saying, if we clearly understand that Jesus himself is that light, thus only when we stay near his presence can we see in the midst of the darkness of this world. Many folks, they'll trip blindly down the road of life believing that because they acknowledged God and once upon a time regurgitated something called the sinner's prayer, that by default they are then going to go to heaven and are safe from road hazards, if you will. But such a promise is erroneous. For Jesus did not promise a life of ease to these folks. Please note that the illumination goes with the light. Therefore, I must ask you today, are you where he is? Maybe you're asking, how can we know? Proximity is everything with God, gang. When you are with him, there is light. And when you are with him, there is gifting. When you are with him, there is peace and joy and knowledge of direction. Without him, there's only darkness. And all the stumbling and bruising that goes along with it. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.